Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Jairus comes to Jesus because somebody told him about Jesus. Who's that somebody? That's you and that's me. And he comes and he takes a risk. Now, I want you to write this down. What kind of risk does he take? It's called active faith. He steps out and he takes a risk. See, faith is believing God. Active faith is acting on it. How often do we tell others about Jesus? If you're like most people, the answer is not very often. The story that Pastor Mark will be teaching from today is the story of Jairus, a Jewish official who had a sick daughter that needed healing from Jesus. He healed the girl, raising her from the dead, in fact. Pastor Mark will be emphasizing the faith of Jairus, but will also be pointing out the fact that someone communicated to Jairus about what this Jesus guy could do for him. Pastor Mark will be challenging us to look at people the way Jesus does, as needy people needing his touch, and to tell them about him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues with his message, Jesus Equals Changed Lives. That's what happens. That's a real change. Now, look at verse 37. Then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them. What? They see this amazing miracle, and they want him to leave because they were overcome with fear. They didn't understand spiritual warfare. Remember, he's on the pagan side. So he got into the boat. He left. Now, why would these people ask Jesus to leave. What is Jesus going to teach us from that? Because they valued their business, their profession, their possessions more than the value of a changed life. Write it down this morning, because this is a big deal for us as well. Jesus teaches us to value people more than possessions or money or stuff. Do you know how we can not do that? And don't think I'm motivating you in a funky way. I'm not. Pastor Mark, I know you need the the church so we can get the HD thing and get people all over the world to see it better. Things don't break down, whatever. I know that's about people. But really, it's my money. Wrong, number one. It's God's money. And, you know, well, many people don't give because they value. Don't, Don't make fun of these people. They value their money. More than the value of the souls of people. Jesus told us this. You can't serve God and money. Careful, Christians. 
It's time to give. Not out of having to, because you want to. Jesus simply leaves because he realizes these people don't value what just happened. A man is totally changed and freed. They're worried about their pigs. Hello, America. Okay. Verse 38. The man with, from whom the demons had gone, gone out begged to go with him. That would be a natural thing. This guy says, I'm going to go with Jesus. I never met a guy like this. This is amazing. I want to learn from him. But look what Jesus says. Jesus sent him away. Return home and tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. Now, why in the world did Jesus say this? What was Jesus' reason for this? Now, let's stop and think. This side of the Sea of Galilee was pagan. Jesus ministered on the other side. So what is he saying to this man? Go to your family. Go to your friends. I I don't minister over here. My disciples won't be over here. You go where God has placed you. And you tell them what happened to you. This is a fantastic principle for us. Write it down this morning. Here's what Jesus is saying to you. He's not talking about this guy. Here's what he's saying to us. Be a witness where God has placed you and share your Jesus story. You see, a moment ago, we stood for Jesus Christ. Well, you can't just stand. You got to open your mouth. You don't take a light and put it under a basket. So can I challenge you? You have a story of how God changed your life. He said, Pastor Mark, I kind of forgot it. I'll give you some ginkgo. Maybe it'll come back. (laughs) No, nobody forgot how you used to be and how God changed your life. So look this week seriously. People will be talking about what happened out there in Oregon. Wait for an opportunity. Tell them how God freed you, took care of you, that you're not ashamed of Jesus Christ. Now, verse 40. Now, when Jesus returned, he's on the other side of the Sea of Galilee now. We've seen a changed life. Jesus has more power than a storm, nature. Now, Jesus has more power than demons. Can I hear two amens? Amen, amen. That's good. Now, we're going to see two more. Disease and death. Watch this. Now, when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, a Jewish leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. Now, here is Jairus. He's a leader. He's a Jewish leader. He's successful. And then one day, everything changed. He got up that morning. His his 12-year-old daughter was normal, healthy. That morning, every single thing changed. There's no doctors. There's no 911. There's no medicine. There's nothing. His daughter is dying, and he takes a risk. Now, at this time, when Jesus was doing ministry, the Jewish religious leaders hated Jesus. In fact, they said wrongly, that Jesus was filled with demons, which is just absurd. So Jairus takes this amazing risk, and he goes to Jesus. Now, why did he go to Jesus? Because somebody shared their faith with him. 
Somebody said, hey, Jesus has just landed on the shore here in Israel. Do you know this about this Jesus? Yeah, I hear these rumors about it. He's filled with it. No, 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 no. He's healing people. He's touching people. People's lives are being changed. See, Jairus comes to Jesus because somebody told him about Jesus. Who's that somebody? That's you and that's me. And he comes and he takes a risk. Now, I want you to write this down. What kind of risk does he take? It's called active faith. He steps out and he takes a risk. See, faith is believing God. Active faith is acting on it. Remember a few weeks ago, how many remember I had a ladder up here? We had a ladder up here. And we went up the ladder. By that weekend, when I walked up that ladder, all three services, I lost four pounds that weekend, baby. It was fantastic. Okay. Now, remember we talked about faith is, wow, I believe God. I believe God. I'll stand for God. Yeah, yeah. Gun to my head. I don't think so. Remember we said you have to walk up. Jairus doesn't go say, well, I believe Jesus could do something. And he stays at home. No, he walks to Jesus. You know, when we call people to accept Christ, it isn't a private thing. It's a public thing. Nobody hides. There's no secret service Christians. When you stand for Jesus Christ, you stand for Jesus Christ. And when I call people this morning to become saved, just raise your hand and get saved. What are you hiding? We're all the same. So this guy takes an active step. Now, that's important to us. Many people... When facing a hopeless situation, we'll do whatever it takes to find hope, a solution. You know, I was in the hospital pharmacy field for many years. And I remember as a director, I I remember many people way, way back in the 70s when I started that people would get cancer and, and they'd be, they traveled to all kinds of foreign countries around the world looking for some supposed cure. They did whatever they could do to find a solution. Most of the time, it was wrong. It was just a crazy manipulation of people and so forth. But this guy's going to do whatever it takes for his 14-year-old daughter. Here's something I want you to write this morning, because this is where God opens doors for us. Often during a personal crisis, people seek God, because every other door is shut. There's no medical help. There's no drug There's nobody that can help them. And that's when you and I have to be ready to share Jesus. This man has no hope, no help. And who's his last resort? God. How did he know it? Somebody shared it. Let me remind you that. When somebody that you know has a disease, has a problem with a work situation, all kinds of things, just have your ears ready, your spiritual ears ready, and begin to share the solution is Jesus Christ because Jesus changes lives. Verse 42. As Jesus was on his way, now make sure you understand this, where is he going right now as he's on his way? Where is he going? Going to the house of who? Jairus to to minister to who? A 12-year-old dying daughter. Okay, remember that. As Jesus is on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. So all of a sudden, there's something else in the face of Jesus. Here is a a woman who has some kind of a ureter ureter and uh, bleeding. How, how many years? How was this, this uterus bled for how many years? Twelve years. 
Now, as this is happening, all kinds of medical treatment, no cure. What did that affect in her life? Sometimes when we read this, here's this uterine bleeding thing, one with 12 years, we just kind of go over it. Well, what did, in those days, what, how did that affect your life? Number one, spiritually. When you were bleeding, you couldn't go to the temple. So she's 12 years, she can't go to the temple. Second, if you're married, we don't know if she was or not. If you're married, number one, no children for 12 years, for sure. If you're married, no sexual uh, intimacy with your husband for 12 years. That ain't happening. Number three, physically. Can, can she go and get an a, 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 a injection of iron? Can she get a transfusion of blood? No. So what is she? Dead tired. 12 years. And last, socially. Who wants to be around her? Nobody wanted to be around her. Because if you touched her, what happened to you? You became unclean. So this is a 12-year miserable life. She's in an impossible situation. And she somehow believes that Jesus can do this. Look what she does in verse 44. And she came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. And immediately, what happened? How long did it take? Immediately. What do you call that? That's supernatural in case you don't know. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Now, why did she touch the edge of his cloak? Well, in the Old Testament, the religious leaders were challenged to wear this garment. And on the edge, there was four tassels, four tassels. And when those tassels were there, people would see them. It reminded them to read God's word. Well, by this time, superstitions came along, traditions came along, that if you saw that religious leader and the tassels, if you would touch the tassel, you'd be healed. Well, it was false. It was a tradition. It wasn't healing in the tassel. But people just were looking for hope. It was a point of contact. It was, we're going to see in a moment, imperfect faith. Paul had the same problems. Remember, as he was touching and ministering to people, they, they tried to get his sweatbands. They were just looking for a point of contact. By the way, we use the point of contact a little bit because we have the elders sometimes just touch you. It's not that the elders have any power. It's just a point of contact. So she comes, touches that, and she's healed. Now, her faith is imperfect. Why? Because she believes in a tradition. But notice what Jesus did. He honored that imperfect faith. Could I hear an amen this morning out there? Here's what I want you to write. Be encouraged. Be encouraged this morning, Christians. Jesus even honors imperfect or little faith. How many of you out there have little faith? I'll just raise both of my hands right now. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I have great faith. Yeah, for sure. Ever hear of a roller coaster? That's exactly what you're on. Because sometimes we have what? Great faith. Tomorrow morning, I have little faith. But God honored it. Wow. That encourages me. By the way, this morning, your faith is getting increased. You know why? Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes when I'm not in the word, really little faith. This woman is healed. And then Jesus says something crazy. To us, it's totally, Peter is going to go like, are you? I'm going to kind of paraphrase this in verse 45. Look at me. This is good. Jesus says this. Remember, how many people are around him? Hundreds and hundreds. Of, Jesus says this. Who touched me? And Peter says, are you out of your mind? 
A thousand people just touched you. Why are you asking that stupid question? He said, Pastor Mark, Peter wouldn't say it like that. Oh, exactly is how he would say it. Because you and I are going to say, what do you mean, Jesus, who touched you? Are you kidding me? Well, watch what happens. Look at verse 46. But Jesus said, somebody touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. What kind of power is that? That's not physical. That's spiritual. Notice the healing was immediate and complete. Now, how did this power come out of Jesus? Where did Jesus get that power? Most Christians get this wrong. Jesus did not get that power because he was God. He was God. Remember when he came to the earth, he came to the earth as fully God and fully man. We don't get that. But he operated as a man. Where did Jesus get that power? The day he was water baptized, age 30, the Holy Spirit came on him and filled him with the power. That's what happened. The Holy Spirit empowered him. And he did ministry, not because he was God, but because he was a man filled with the power of God. Do you see how much you and I need that? That power, he did no miracles before he was filled with the Holy Spirit. That power went out of him. The disciples were learning something. They would learn later why Jesus would say before they go to minister, no, 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 go to Jerusalem, wait till you're endued with power from on high. That's what Wednesday night is all about. Be here, get filled and refilled. So what do I see here? Jesus now has power and authority, not over just nature, not over just demons, but now what? Sickness, gone in an instant, in an instant. Then the woman, look at verse 47, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. She was embarrassed, obviously. In the presence of all the people, watch what she does. She told why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. Mark gives us another clue to this, and I think it's important for us. Mark says this, for she thought to herself, Remember what we think we become. If I can just touch the robe, imperfect, I will be healed. Here's what you want to write down. Real faith requires expectancy. She expected to be healed. Sometimes we doubt. We don't expect. She expected. Lots of people were touching Jesus, but not with faith. They were just touching Jesus. She had faith that Jesus would heal her. She didn't just believe in God. She believed that God could heal her. Now, what is Jesus' response to her testimony? Then he said to her, verse 48, daughter, say it with me, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Most commentators believe because of going peace is shalom, wellness in every area of her life, that she didn't only get touched physically, she got touched spiritually. Now, that is amazing to me, your faith. Sometimes Jesus heals us because of somebody else's faith or his faith. This time, it's her faith, even though it's incomplete. That's an encouragement to us. Now, I want you to stop for a second. 
Let's put ourselves in the story real quick. We don't know how long this interaction with the woman took place. Mm, Five, 10, 15 minutes. We really don't know. Now, where were we when this woman started interacting with Jesus? What was happening before that? Remember, I asked you to remember, Jesus is on his way where? To Jairus' house. Okay? Now, what's going through Jairus' mind while this woman's interacting with Jesus? Oh, he just sat down, had a coffee, and waited. Think so? You think he's looking at his watch while this is happening? Do you think impatience could ever be there? Now, I know none of you have anything to do with impatience, except every single light that turns red when you thought it should turn green. Could I hear an amen right now? Why is that idiot turning in that lane and holding me up? We have no problem with impatience. Are you kidding me? You're wondering why the service isn't already over. Oh, shut up. No, let's go on. So what is going through his mind? Let me put some things up there. Because this is real life. Some of you are asking God to do something. And it's not happening at the moment. There's all kinds of other things happening. We don't like God's timing. Look what happens. He's no doubt frustrated. He's no doubt what's his worst fear. She's going to die before Jesus gets there. Next. That fear and worry go together. What am I going to do? This, should I interrupt him? There's the impatience. Timing's important, Jesus. Don't you get this? And here's the last one. You might think this is a strange one I put up. Jealousy. I guarantee you. I can't prove it. But I bet you this is going through his mind. It would go through mine. Jesus. This is an adult woman. She's had this for 12 years. She's not going to die. My daughter's 12. She's dying. That's more important than her. Come and heal her second. Am I right? Of course. Of course. So all of this is happening. We don't know how much Jesus knew. But when you begin to see this, watch what happens. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus. The synagogue leader, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. His worst fear happened. Now, what are you going to do with that? His daughter's dead. It makes no sense to come now. Of course, dead is dead. It's final. Here's what Jairus is thinking now. And you and I have all been there. Two words that I don't like and you don't like. Here they are. Too late. It's too late. The story of Jesus raising Jairus' daughter is an amazing one. As Pastor Mark said, if nobody had bothered to tell Jairus about the healing power of Jesus, this story would have had a much sadder ending. We who know the truth about Jesus and have experienced his restorative power in our lives have an obligation to tell others. We see hurting people all around us. We should have compassion on them and let them know about Jesus. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Pastor Mark, in the next message, we'll be continuing the story of Jairus and how he demonstrated faith to Jesus by coming to him despite what the Jewish leadership was saying about him. Pastor Mark will carry on his conversation about our necessity to have active faith, faith that fosters action rather than inaction. That kind of faith will allow Jesus to act on our behalf in the world and demonstrate his power to others. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.